Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome all moon lovers everywhere. It's so lovely to have your company and Kerry, as always, it's lovely to have you here. (laughs) Thanks, Sue. Lovely to be here. It is. It's a beautiful spring day here in the Southern Hemisphere Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to hearing all about the full moon in Aries. So It's big. Is it? Oh, it's very hard to... Contain you? Contain, well, contain me, but contain (laughs) the information. As you know, Mm. I have great difficulty with that, but... I've done my best. But, but we love yeah. you. We love all your information. <laughs> so I've got my pen and my paper ready to roll. Okay. So you just um, go for it, mate. Thank you. Okie doke. So we have a full moon in Aries happening on the 2nd of October, depending where you are in the world. And this will be happening at 9 degrees and 8 minutes in Aries. So just very quickly, we still have the Capricorn stellium of Saturn, Pluto and Jupiter. And the retrograding planets are Pluto, Neptune, Mars, Uranus and Eris, which is the planet, or it's a dwarf planet actually, of discord and chaos. And just a quick word on the retrograding motion. Retrograding planets give us a chance to put the brakes on, slow down and review that area of our life the retrograding planet is in. When a planet appears, it appears to stop motion and goes backwards and this is an illusion and it's because we are viewing it from our perspective of the earth. A good analogy is when we're in traffic and you catch up to the car in the lane beside you and the wheels look like they are going backwards even though we are both moving forward. Now depending on when these planets are transiting in your chart it suggests you can put the brakes on, as I said, look at what and where they correlate to. It is making itself known for that reason so you can do something about it. And just a quote from Louise Hay is, everything is revealed to me and everything I need comes to me in the highest and best space-time sequence. So look to see where these transits are happening in your own chart and see what area will be affected. And you can get a free astrology chart from astro.com and have a look there. So we'll move on to the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings. It is the private part of us that we only know. It is our instinctive emotional reactions and responses and what makes us feel comfortable and safe. Every podcast I stress, I cannot stress this enough, is that emotional security can only come from within and it is when we put our security in things or people outside of us and they leave or taken away, we can create a life crisis and never has that been so true than in the times we are living currently. Representing the energy of the mother, now that could be your biological mother or a mother figure. It's the home, the past, our main emotional needs and what fulfills us on a daily basis. Reflective and nurturing, it shows us how well we were nurtured as a child and how we nurture others. 
Intuitive and sensitive, it rules the breasts, stomach, which is the seat of the emotions and female hormones. The moon is our self-image and it is how we see ourselves. Consider how close our emotions and ego are. We mature and develop and grow through our emotional body and it all starts with knowledge. There is also a distortion of the moon and this is best described as emotionally self-indulgent timid, overreactive and moody, indecisive with an acute sensitivity. When unhealthy emotional reactions occur, irrationality can be the result. So the full moon is an expressive energy where the moon begins its waning phase. This is where we can continue with our intention from the new moon in Aries back in March. And if we don't want to continue, we can course correct or let it go. The sign of Aries itself is a cardinal fire sign ruled by Mars, symbolized by the ram, medically ruling the head and the face. It is the first sign of the zodiac. It is primal, instinctive energy, passionate, impulsive, impatient and spontaneous with the desire to separate. Self-motivating, it can make decisions quickly, focused on achieving goals Aryan people want and need to achieve. They have great willpower and energy and need to be physically active. Having recognition and acknowledgement is extremely important because as Aries wants to win, to be the first, the best and the most. It is subjective, being all about me. It not only requires freedom, but demands it acting on all desires with no tolerance for limitations. It is a yang energy moving outwards. Always wanting to be out in front, Aryan people have a pioneering energy, equipped with great courage, forging new ground where they are the fearless warrior, incredibly brave and ready to lead the way. Aries expects others to keep up with them, and this is where the impatient comes to the surface. Impulsive, they are prone to act and speak first without thinking. This can get Aries into trouble as they can be seen as bossy and demanding. Aries' energy is open, well, it's actually very open and honest, and they can be very direct and blunt in telling you how it is. On the other hand, Aries is also the first to help, has incredible courage with the ability to face whatever life throws at them with great bravery. They are the ones who will dive into the sea of sharks or a blazing fire to rescue someone. Aries will go where few dare to venture and will take life on with enthusiasm. Aries is brilliant to have on your side if you are starting a new project or want to give life to a new idea. Pioneering, they make great entrepreneurs with the ability to blaze the trail before them when no one has ventured. Aries will energize a new project or idea to get off the ground like the fuel to launch a rocket. It requires great energy. The unhealthy side of Aries is its impatience and recklessness that comes from being impulsive, wanting others to keep up with them. In the extreme, they can be combative with fierce, explosive and aggressive energy. Aries needs feedback from others, hence its polarity sign is Libra, which is the sign of close relationships. So that is important to know and it will help subjective Aries find balance. So putting those both together, the full moon representing meaning, completion, closure or culmination. It is time to release and share and there can be a tendency to evaluate others in comparison as we compare ourselves with others 
and withdraw as we become more aware of our social identity. This can bring out all kinds of emotions. So this is where you stop, take time, take a breath or as many breaths as you can to calm down and consider things before taking action or making decisions because you're dealing with the moon and its fullness, emotional fullness that is. Interestingly, things like headaches, sinus and eye strain can be more prominent and can imply troubling thoughts and feelings amongst other things. So if you are experiencing stressful thinking, see the work of Byron Katie, as I always mention, I love that woman. Um, So some examples of what the full moon in Aries at nine degrees and eight minutes transiting in a chart can tell you. So I've got a couple of examples of what that could mean. So if it's falling in your fourth house, this could be something from your past that you feel you can bring to a closure and separate yourself from to let go. It could be a project around the home that is near completion. Uh, In the sixth house, it could be something that's where you are going to be more physically active and you can inspire others to do the same. If it's falling in your 10th house, it could be closure with career-related issues to achieve your goal. That's it, Sue. Isn't that really fascinating that we need to know where these things are in our chart? Yes, and especially not just the moon, but also the retrograding Mm. planets. Yes. This Capricorn stellium, uh, which is, they're still together. And I'm not quite sure, I don't have it in front of me where, uh, oh, they are retrograding currently. Mm. So Mm. that retrograding motion allows us just to stop. I mean, if you just look at the year of 2020, Mm. the disruption the disclosure of things from government and big business mm. that we're finding out on a daily basis mm. and will mm. continue to do so. Yeah. Um, uh, and, of course, you've got Eris there and Mars, and mm. Mars and Eris are retrograding in the sign of Aries mm. itself. So there is a huge amount of energy, mm. and but it has to be respected mm. and be aware of because it can go to the dark side where you have this explosive Mm. aggressiveness. I was just going to talk to you about the report that you give us. I think that that's so fascinating because I reread my 20-odd pages worth of astrological report Uh and it's becoming very popular on the website. Really? And I know that you're a very busy woman. So, dear listeners, if you're thinking about getting your astrological report done, which comes with a chart... Mm You really do need to get it soon because it's fascinating about what's happening. I mean, to get insights into yourself. Yes. It can give you respite uh, if you tend to have self-berating thoughts, Mm. I'm not good enough, or the self-criticism, or somebody says to you, what's wrong with you? You're doing this or you're doing that and you think, but I've always done that. It's happened to me. I've had experience with this thinking that there's something wrong with me. I should Mm. be another way other than what I am Mm. and I can't do that because Mm. it's not natural to Mm. me. So when you're aware of not only your menstrual cycle Mm. but when you're also aware of um, some personality traits that have come through from from when you're born it's about being aware Mm. and so you can actually start controlling a little bit about your life and your behaviors and that's and that's why I think you and I make such a good team. Yes. Because you have that solid astrological foundation in the report, and then when you're under aware of, of where you track with your menstrual cycle, combine. Oh, yes. You know, you're like a superwoman. Well, you, know? you are. Mm. Knowledge is power. It is. And awareness is 
as you say, it's being able to control. You can't control something outside mm. of you, but mm. you can certainly do something From what's within, within you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So talking about what's within you, let's talk about our menstrual cycles, <laughs> Kerry. We don't have one, of course, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I still have a uterus, though, in the womb, but I don't have a menstrual cycle. I've got it all. That's it. So so week one can actually vary. As you and I know, Kerry, week one of the menstrual cycle can vary from woman to woman. So for women that are on the pill, this is what I want to talk about today as well. So for women that are on the pill, you may not experience anything at all, whereas women who are not on the pill have described this week as a time of severe depletion, both physically and mentally. Mm. So this is due, of course, to the heavy loss of blood, severe cramping and headaches, and yet others, like their, I suppose, pill sisters, people who take the pill, experience very little menstrual flow and cramps. That's the understanding that I have Mm. from most of our listeners when they share information with us. Now, Kerry, I'm just going to become a little bit of an astrological expert here. Are Mm -hmm. you ready? (laughs) Considering Aries rules the head and face, I looked at a few areas of concern that women have while on the pill, and one area is hair loss. Yes. Wow. I I didn't know that. Mm, Neither did I. I had this when I brushed my hair, Mm. combed my hair. It used to come out, and I think, why is it doing that? Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. So studies show that birth control pills cause the hair to move from the growing phase to the resting phase too soon and for far too long. This form of hair loss is called, now I'm going to spell it first, T-E-L-O-G-E-N, and I'm going to pronounce it Talugen. Sounds about right. Okay, to me. and the second word is spelled E F F L U V I U M. Effluvium. Big words for me today. Close enough. Yeah. Now, though, this this will be in the blog, so if you want to review the words, you can go and have a look at that. But basically, it means large amounts of hair can fall out during this process. If baldness runs in your family, birth control pills can speed up the hair loss process. Now, I found this on Healthline. There's a link to it in the blog as well for you to read the full article. But it was such a fascinating Mm. read. So look, um, listeners, I'm not recommending that women go off the pill for the sake of their hair. um, Yet I would urge you to take a closer look at how you can support your hair while on the pill. So according, of course, you know how you love your beautiful Byron Katie. Well, of course, my Dr. Libby is yes, always comes <laughs> to the fore. So according to Dr. Libby, one of the best ways to support healthy hair is to ensure you have a balanced sex hormones. Now, we talk about sex hormones all the time on this podcast. They are estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Basically, they're the three that we talk about. So ensure your estrogen is high when it is supposed to be high, and that's usually around day 7 to day 14, and ensuring your progesterone is high when it is supposed to be high, and that is during days 15, straight after ovulation, days 15 to 28. If you're in doubt that your sex hormone levels are good, then I always urge you to visit your health professional and get it checked, and that's just a blood test Mm. to see where where your hormone levels are. So there you go, my friend. The full moon in Aries, if that energy is strong enough, and I read a bit of medical astrology from a book, I can't remember who wrote it. That's always handy. Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't them, but I can't remember. 
but it was printed in 1918. Oh, I remember. Wow. I, so I, I had, and that was that was when it was printed. And these there were two people, and they were working on this in the previous mm. century. They were saying that like someone with a lot of Aryan energy could be somebody that has a hot head temperature-wise oh, okay. uh, and are prone to headaches and migraines, things like that. Mm. So I'm wondering if the hormones are imbalanced, they're not in balance, mm. if this also contributes ah, contributes to it. Yeah. So it's just a thought, mm. you know, a meditation practice. If, if you're finding it hard to cope, Mm. Um, is always recommended. And we've um, got we've just done a beautiful meditation podcast with a free meditation at the end with Angie Pratt and last yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. So it's ready to roll, guys. Just have to just yeah. click on the link in, in the website and just Love listen Ange. to it. She's such She's a lovely, great. lovely human being. Yeah. Um, I had a thought of this. Uh, the thought I had was to be honest with yourself. Consider what needs to come to a closure because this would be the time the week to you're a bit calmer you just you've just everything's just settled right down so you've got that space to think uh and perhaps just consider what needs to come to a close let it go in order to look after yourself better mm. and because you will need to be aware of of what the best things you can do for yourself mm. i think mm. lovely thank you darling Thanks, so you. week two is all about the sex hormone estrogen. This powerful hormone is supposed to dominate the first half of your cycle, the days 7 through to 14, at which time you ovulate. So this week is called the follicular phase. Did you just have a sip of water? I did. I picked that up on the (laughs) Did I swallow that I love it. No, it's all right. We'll keep it in. Okay, so, so if you're not on the pill, you will certainly feel the shift from last week. Estrogen creates such a joyous and energetic feeling to the body not only is it preparing the egg for release but subtle bodily changes are occurring to make you feel sexy and desirable (laughs) even if even if you don't think it it's actually happening so after all the only reason we have a cycle is to make a baby that's it pure and simple (laughs) how amazing is our bodies I love it. Incredible. So if this week is not on some level uh, an emotional shift towards a lighter side for you emotionally, then maybe you need to check your estrogen levels to ensure they are in balance. So I understand that there may be some women experiencing emotional and physical upset during this week, yet they should still feel some support from estrogen to deal with any life crisis that comes along. That's one of the biggest lessons I really want to teach on this podcast is that to become aware of the subtle shift of estrogen to progesterone as well. So if you had the same issue moving into your progesterone time, you might be feeling more withdrawn. Whereas this week, you should be a little bit more elevated because the estrogen, it is naturally an upper Mm. drug, basically. And with that comes your beautiful endorphins as well. And and also addressing the hair loss issue from the first week, something you might consider checking are your zinc and iron levels. As iron and zinc are the two most abundant trace minerals in the human body, according to a research paper that I read. Um, it's from the NCBIA website, and there'll be a link okay. in the notes as well. So both of these minerals are vital for healthy hair follicles and, according to Dr. Libby, they are the two most common nutritionally deficient 
substances in the Western world, particularly among women of menstruation age. Really? Yes. I can attest to that because when my husband and I were on the IVF program together, the first thing that my herbalist asked me to do was to drink this vial of something and it was zinc and when i when i drank it jason and i both drank it and we went mm, that's nice she said oh my god you both are absolutely deficient in zinc you should you should actually be spitting that out at the moment is that right yeah and couldn't believe how much we, we were so deficient of zinc and and iron so we wanted to make sure that before we went on to the ivf program and i'm talking like 15 years ago that our bodies were full of zinc and 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 iron these beautiful minerals isn't that amazing it mm. is amazing mm. we don't know enough about our own bodies we don't not, not at, at all. all well this week of course when you're talking about estrogen this can you know how you're firing on all cylinders mm. this week and the the aries energy can really kick in i thought and of course now it couples with the rise in estrogen um if as you say you are having difficulty this week um Aries is really good at helping you decide things quickly. doesn't have time to muck around. So um, I would be, um, again, watching for burnout. You can't be everywhere and every place to everybody, although you probably feel like you can this week, but just pace yourself this week. And, uh, mm. uh, yes, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Mm, I like that. I could say a lot more. You know I could. Because <laughs> we're 24 minutes in, yeah. <laughs> Week three. I always think that week three is very tricky to understand, but once understood, your life, dear listener, will be changed forever. So there are three things to consider when moving into this week uh, or week three of your cycle. It's the start of phase two, more commonly known as luteal phase. It occurs after ovulation when your ovaries release an egg and before your period starts. During this time, the lining of your uterus normally gets thicker to prepare for the possible pregnancy that might occur. Ovulation triggers a fall in estrogen and begins the rise of progesterone. The body shifts from one hormone to another and if you are not aware of this shift, you could trigger an emotional response that may cause you unnecessary grief. So my motto for the moon in you has and always will be when you are aware, you are totally in control. This is what you need to understand about this particular week. This month, why not track this for yourself? Feel the shift and make the necessary emotional change to accept that this week will now be a softer, less active pace. You will naturally look inward. You will naturally be a bit more teary. Or if you're not a crier, you may naturally be a little bit more... Um, I want, melancholy. I'd, melancholy. I don't want to say sad. I don't want to say depressed because these two words get very confused around this time. Because when people don't understand the shift, they can look at it as I'm depressed. It's just quiet, I think. Yeah, but they could interpret it as being more mm. of a depressed state, mm. and then from that create stories. And then I mean, you may be depressed, and if you are, then of course that's another whole story. You could go deeper into your depression. If, if you're not aware of what happens in your body during this time. So that's what I'd like you to, to try and feel that, track it and see whether you can actually feel the shift of that emotional response to the progesterone that is rising. So now getting back to the hair issue, I just because it's Aries, I wanted to just bring yeah. the hair issue into every week. <laughs> 
one. So this is the perfect week to look at your scalp and to give yourself uh, like a scalp massage. Now, there is some evidence-based aromatherapy remedies to support health growth as well. And this is what I want to share with you. So bear with me, my friends. It's a little bit technical, but bear with me. It's from the research gate, and it's just a couple of sentences I'd like to read for you. 86 patients were randomized in two groups. The active group massaged essential oils of thyme, rosemary, lavender, and cedarwood in a mixture of a carrier oil of jojoba and grapeseed oil. They massaged it into their scalp daily, but the control group used only the carrier oils for their massage. So one group had the essential oils and the carrier, and another group just had the carrier oil. 44% of the 43 patients in the active group showed improvement compared with 15% of 41 patients in the control group. The degree of improvement was significant. The results show aromatherapy to be safe and effective treatment for, now I'm going to spell it again, there is a name for hair loss in this particular research group. And it's, I'm going to pronounce it first. Here we go. Alopecia areata. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds pretty right to me. Yeah, A-L-O-P-E-C-I-A-A-R-E-A-T-A, meaning one or more around board patches appear suddenly, most often on the scalp. What about Aries in week three? What wonderful advice can you give? Well, I think it's an excellent idea to have a head massage or do something to massage Mm. the scalp uh, and to look after your head in all ways, including your thinking. Yes, thank you. Because that can... Mm. We're the only ones that really know what goes Mm. on in there. Mm. So if you feel that dip Mm. in your motivation, as I recall... I think, what's the matter with me this week? I was mm. all out to do all sorts of things and I've sort of, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. But you may, uh, when you do that, you have that motivation of Aries, depending where it is in your chart, the full moon. It can also, there's a window where you can sometimes feel a bit, bit vulnerable because it's it seems to be out of the blue. That's what used mm. to happen to me. Mm. And so just be aware of emotional responses that can catch you unaware. You, mm. you react like a knee-jerk reaction to things, and this will be even more important in the fourth week. So this mm. is where, you know, start to become really aware of emotions of where you want to react in a punch people in the face yeah i'm trying not to use language <laughs> it's, it's struggling there. Brutal, but yes. so there's no tolerance you have, haven't got tolerance no you have well no patience aries mm. is impatient ah yes of you course know, there's no yes, patience yes, yes. you course. know you can't keep up well i'm not going to wait for you you're mm. on your own mm. Mm. oh that's fascinating stuff isn't it <laughs> That's my language, of course, but I don't want people to think I'm a violent, brutal person. No, you're not. (laughs) You haven't hit me yet, so it's good. Week four. Now, this is often associated with PMS and or PMDD. So PMS is a mild form of discomfort in the body and mind just before your period arrives. Hopkins Medicine blog refers to PMDD as a severe form of PMS. Symptoms of PMDD appear during the week before menstruation and end within a few days after your period starts. These symptoms disrupt daily living tasks, and I can vouch for that. Me too. Symptoms of PMDD are so severe 
that some women have trouble functioning at home, at work and relationships during this time. It can be quite brutal. Oh, it is. So it's important to get yourself diagnosed though with PMDD as there could be some other underlining medical and psychological aspect of these symptoms that you're not aware of. In the 1970s and early 80s, this wasn't even a known condition. God. It was PMDD wasn't a, a diagnosed thing. What does that stand for, Sue? PMDD? Yeah. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I reckon that's what I had. I think so too, by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was, it was not just crankiness that I mm. had. It was, went beyond that. Yeah. I'm lucky I wasn't arrested and put in jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's so funny. But it's, it's manic. Some, some women do. That's why it's really important to get it clinically diagnosed. Mm. I mean, premenstrual tension, as we mentioned before in previous podcasts, um, one thing that you might want to look at is keeping your progesterone levels high. That will support that. You may not even get premenstrual tension if you can keep that progesterone high <sighs> until the next day where it drops off and you get your period. That will be perfect. Can I ask a question? You can. Is there, what can you do to increase your progesterone? Yeah, that's a good question. We have addressed this on several podcasts in the past as well. And for my research, current research, especially with Dr. Libby, she would suggest that stress is a disruption. So, wow. So stress hormones and sex hormones can get a little bit mangled together. And so it's very, very important to get your stress hormones under control. That's the first thing. The second thing is food. There are certain foods, I think on a previous podcast we did talk about that, but I'll just make a note that I will, I will put something in the Facebook group for us to look at about the certain foods that you can have. Hydration, get off coffee, get off alcohol, or reduce those two things, most importantly, because caffeine and alcohol, they're big stress stresses anyway. Well, I would add to it. Yeah, meditation, it. make sure you learn, learn how to do meditation, walk in, walk in nature, the things that we've been talking about. But one of the big things that we don't really talk about here a lot really is stress hormones. And I think maybe we should do that. But that is something you've got, got to get under control. Um, does it answer your question? Yes, it does. Mm. Thank you. I wished I had have known. I know I've met, I said that. I don't know. What is it now? A couple of thousand times mm. since we've been doing the podcast. Mm. But for this full moon in Aries, considering the head is a focus for this star <laughs> sign. I love that. Um, I'd like to encourage a twofold remedy for PMS and PMDD relief then. Let's do that. So stay calm during this week and try meditation. Now on the podcast, stay on this podcast. I'm going to add a meditation on this podcast as well. I think I might do it for the ne- until the end of the year. Mm. I'm going to add the same meditation on every single podcast. Great idea. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's stay on the podcast, listeners, for the meditation. Just close your eyes and just chill you know, out. Chill out. Indulge yourself with an Ayurvedic DIY head massage. So I follow a company called the Banyan Botanicals. They have all these wonderful remedies and they actually have a video on the actual technique to do the massage. It's wonderful. And also too, look, if any listeners are certified in this area, if you're like an Ayurvedic practitioner and you know about head massaging, please allow us to support you. Send me your links. We would love to share with the listeners what you do. Being in business, Carrie and I have been in business for ever since we were pre-menstrual since we were, 
<laughs> yeah, since we were premenstrual, we were in, we've been in business all through our menstrual cycle. So we know what it's like to be in business and we want to support you. So if you are in this industry of wellness, please send us your link. Go onto our Facebook page and post it. We want we want you to share. We want to create a community. Oh, absolutely. So we can share. And that's also going to help with your stress levels, knowing that we've got your back. Yeah, yeah. It, wonderful. Shall I? You may. my turn now? Shall, Thank you. please. Go for it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, of course, week four is an incredible, I don't know what words to use because I'm recalling my week four. It was turbulent. And this impulsiveness and impatience can creep in. And I think that creeps in whether you're in a full Aries moon or not. So it can perhaps add fuel to that. And it is very trying and exhausting. It's so exhausting. So watch eruptive emotional reactions that can be explosive. And this is something to be very, very aware of. Do something physical. Get this energy because this sort of energy has to be channeled and Aries is very physical. If you know an Aryan person or a person with a lot of Aries energy and they say, oh, I just want to relax, I think I'll go climb a mountain. So that's that's the sort of thing mm, wow. that this energy does. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, 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 I think not. I might go out and another cup of tea. <laughs> that's yeah. my... I'll go and have a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, it's a very physical energy and Mm. use that week to engage in some physical activity. Mm. Uh, If you are suppressing your emotions, and this is where they can be eruptive, uh, again, find find a way to let them out. Not corral them because the consequences can be quite awful for you. Uh, you could even try a new physical activity or set yourself a physical challenge. Mm. So mm. just to um, just a bit of variety and um, to move that energy out of your body. Mm. Mm. Wonderful stuff. We're going to say goodbye now, but please stay on the podcast because there'll be a meditation coming afterwards from Angie Pratton. And this is the one that we'll be having on every single podcast between now and Christmas because it is so important, even if you do it twice a month with us, at least you're studying somewhere. Well, everybody, men included, will be good for them too. Yes. Pass this on to a friend. Okay, my friends, thank you for listening. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Take a moment now to find a comfortable seat wherever you are. Take a moment to just check in with your being. Whatever it is that you bring emotionally, physically, energetically, come as you are, be as you are. the spine to feel a sense of being easily tall. Take a slow, smooth inhale. And as you exhale, allow the shoulders to relax away from the ears. Feel a sense of softening across the forehead. Allow the jaw to relax, the teeth to separate. Allow that softness to transfer from the jaw to the neck, 
down to the shoulders, the upper body, down into the hips. Allow the buttocks, the thighs to settle and relax. The lower legs, the feet. As the body begins to settle a little deeper into this moment, it's perhaps turning your attention to your breath. Noticing the quality of your breath, the pattern of your breath, without a sense of judgment or expectation, just allowing the breath to flow easily in and easily out of the body. Beginning to tune in to the natural flow, the natural rhythm of your breath. And as you settle into the rhythm of your natural breath, perhaps begin to notice where you're feeling that breath the most whether it be at the nostrils, perhaps just at the back of your throat. Maybe you notice it more within the chest or the belly, a gentle expansion as you inhale and contraction as you exhale. Just notice where the breath is most prominent in your body today and invite your awareness to rest in that space. Appreciating the inhale and the sensations that come with the breath. Allowing each exhale to bring a deeper sense of softness and ease to the tissues of the body. Releasing the busyness of the mind. Breathing in. And breathing out. Breathing in. And breathing out. mind becomes distracted by thought, gently guide it back towards the breath and simply begin again, anchoring your focus at the nostrils, the throat, the chest or the belly, following the breath as you slowly breathe in. Slowly breathe out.
continuing to observe the breath with an attitude of kindness and gentleness. If you have the time, perhaps remaining in your meditation for a few more moments, to return to your day begin to gently invite your awareness towards the environment around you and allow your inner awareness to reconnect with that environment inviting the inner experience perhaps a sense of stillness and calm walk back with you into your day. Become more aware of the body, where it is positioned, the weight of the body in your chair, where the body may be touching the supports. Bring some gentle movement into fingers and toes. And as you feel ready, gently blinking the eyes open, keeping a downcast gaze as you integrate your practice and slowly come back into your day, a gentle smile upon your lips.